0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with we Loveless.
1: I'm Danielle.
0: And I'm Wes Matisse.
1: Hey, it's Wes. Hey, Hey, everybody. Book Club member.
0: Yeah. Hey, Wes. And host. Book Club host. I know. Welcome Uh, to the show. Yeah, what are you doing here, Wes? Have you been here for the last 153 episodes just sitting silently while we all talk? He has,
1: actually. I've seen him (laughs) sitting in our living room just sitting there with a a drink in his hand and a smile on his face. I was wondering who that was over there. Just waving at us occasionally from his spot on the sofa. A
2: little jig every once in a while. The distraction jig.
1: A little jig? Yeah, the distraction jig. That's my favorite one
0: yeah thanks so much for joining us on the episode um i thought it would be fun you know we've been talking about doing something together and it is fun you were right yes and so uh i'm so glad that you could hang out with us today as we talk about um some listener feedback and we've got a some really cool topic that mark tweedell sent us that we'll be talking about so excellent let's see i want to make sure to mention our raffle we have our annual raffle going on right now it goes on till we're funding abortions for texans all the donations go towards the Lilith Fund. Our raffle is going on till November 1st, 2021. So get your donations in there. You're going to donate directly to the Lilith Fund. And then you'll send me like a screen grab yep. or whatever of the little donation. And so many people have been donating. Thank you yes, so much. I think we've yes. topped like at least over like $800 in donations. Yeah. Oh, people wow. Don't realize, like, it's, you know,
1: people don't realize like the medical procedures, you know, that costs money because of our terrible, terrible country. And then you got in Texas, there's, I don't know, maybe two abortion clinics or something like that. It's just, there's not very many. So you got to drive a long way. If you got to drive a long way, how are you going to get there? Do you need childcare or do your kids need a babysitter? Do you need to stay in a hotel? How many appointments are you going to need? What's that going to cost? What co- you know, so it's, there's so much that goes into it that people don't even yeah. realize or think about. And if you, if you need, um, this procedure, the Lilith fund is, is going to try and help you. They're there to help. And so we want to help them, help people yes. and you never know who's going to need this. And so let's all help out. Let's pitch in and do that. And um, people are trying to make it hard for that to happen. And we're going to try and make it easier and yes, let's see who wins. We're going to win. That's we are, so. <laughs> we,
0: we are going to win. Yeah. And also – uh, we've got some amazing prizes, you know. Yes, um, yeah. I've been getting all Dude my to some stuff generous together. Generous uh, yeah, book club members to Clayton Schofield, book club field, member, book club you member. know, donating a Mike Maniola sketchbook that is signed and numbered. club. which
1: sketchbook is it though?
0: It's the very first the from very the vault. First one. Yes, it's really yeah. good from 2007. We also have the Lawrence Campbell prize package. You get some original art from oh, Lawrence geez. Campbell. A nice. house blowing up. Isn't that the coolest thing ever? Yeah. That is amazing. You can get those little Hellboy animated little statues to go on your bookshelf. Yeah. You can get the book club special. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can get that numbered print from the quarantine sketchbook. A bunch and you of know cool what? stuff.
1: I'm not surprised that it's been such a warm reception because the book club members are all awesome. Yeah. And super cool and are not haters. And if there are any haters, they're keeping it to themselves and they're keeping their mouth shut. We haven't had any, any bullshit.
0: So that's great. No, we had this one comment that oh, I wanted no. to mention uh, from Low Key Bot. Low Key Bot. Book club member. They said. Anung-un-drama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they were throwing, yeah. I don't know if they were throwing shade or... No, doing, actually, I think that that that's little, tongue-in-cheek uh, and yeah, I appreciate had, it. It like, had like a little laughing I, emoji afterwards. So I I appreciate that. I like that. I like okay. That's good stuff. Good, good stuff.
1: No, yeah, it's good.
0: So anyway, um, I really want to give a huge shout-out to Richard Pace.
1: Oh, Richard Pace.
0: Book club member. Yeah. Yeah, and he's an amazing artist. So Richard Pace... Um, I highly recommend that you follow him at rpace on Twitter, Richard underscore pace, P-A-C-E on Instagram. Um, He does amazing art. He's done comics. Uh, He does amazing Hellboy stuff on his Twitter and Instagram. He's done a comic called Second Coming. He's also done some Doctor Strange comics, apparently. shit. Um, And apparently he co-wrote Batman, the Doom that Came to Gotham with Mignola. Wow. We definitely need to talk about that at some point. So he posted on Twitter, he was asking is there a fund to help women in Texas, yes, get abortion. There right is, now.
1: it's called the Lilith Fund.
0: And Clayton Schofield pointed ah. him to our raffle. Wow, nice. and So he was like, Oh, I wish I knew about this, I would have donated a Hellboy piece. And so I was like, Hey, you can, we're still going until November. And he was like, Okay, I'll get back to you on this. The oh, fuck? that's exciting. Yeah, so what a you know, fucking
1: baller move, what a badass.
0: Yeah, so Richard Pace is Richard potentially Pace. gonna be submitting some original Hellboy art. I don't know, I don't know. That, wow. I'm a I know, huge yeah.
1: Dr. Strange fan, so I've got to check this guy out. Amazing. I'm really excited. This is exciting. Yeah. What a fucking badass, too. He's literally like, hey, how can I help fund abortions for Texans? Yeah. Someone tell me how, and we're like, yeah, you, well, definitely, let's do it.
0: Yeah, Richard Pace at R pace on Twitter. At our pace, R P A C E on Twitter. Richard underscore Pace on Instagram.
1: Richard underscore Pace on Instagram. Yeah, and
0: I think like his most recent post is like a super awesome Hellboy. It where is he just drew. It is. I just. You
3: know, I just uh, found him. It is so badass.
1: <laughs> Let's all add him right now. I'm excited yeah, about he's this. amazing
0: and. The guy that pointed him in the direction of us was Clayton Schofield, Clayton Schofield. who also is donating the sketchbook. So he Man. gave us a two for one right there. Jeez. You know what I mean? Because like he was like he was looking out for this. He saw it and he was like, "Hey, yeah. I'm gonna join these two parties together. Yep. They have a mutual interest. What a cool thing to happen! That is cool. That is Just amazing.
1: Bros helping bros. It's cool. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's book club members all around. That's right. Awesome. All right, and now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Get out, trades and floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along
1: and
0: All right, we had a hey, hey you damn out, guys, out, guys from Brendan Cahill. Hey Brendan Cahill book club member yeah he said i've written before that i'm always a few weeks behind you guys but without the novels or animated spin offs to read i've caught up just in time for your new episode oh, shit while i'm in sync i just wanted to say well done getting to the end of all these damn comics and really glad you got through the blizzards and covid scares over the last year the news we get here in australia doesn't convey how scary that was for people in texas right. i really hope it doesn't happen yeah. again um, yeah, thank you for that, man. A I appreciate fucking that.
1: fucking hellscape of a goddamn place over here. So, yeah, we appreciate your yeah, concern. You. And
0: Loved hearing you guys watch The Golden Army, one of my favorite movies. Like a lot of people, my discovery of the comics and the movies was pretty entwined, so okay. I've never had an issue with Hellboy acting different in these movies. Sure. In fact, the first Hellboy comic I ever read was a 10-cent copy of The Corpse released as a promotion for the movie. Nice. Did you get one of those? Oh, um, wow. What? Yeah, yeah, I remember when that happened, yep.
1: No, but that's, because I, I didn't come in on any of that, so that's yeah. that's interesting to me that you all share this, like, event that I remember happened, when that and happened, I yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. That's so interesting.
0: As Aubrey mentioned, this is kind of Hellboy as Brendan Fraser in Blast from the Past. Kept shut out, of, <laughs> shut out of society his whole life, so he's very adolescent.
1: I love that, by the way, Aubrey. That's great. Thank
0: you. Movie Broom is actually a worse dad than the comics one for this, <laughs> even though he acts more affectionate. Ultimately, Guillermo del Toro just had a very different sense of humor than Mignola, sure. and this Hellboy reflects that. Yeah. Like you said, so much to look at in this movie, you can't absorb it all. I think my favorite minor detail is in the last few shots when the stone giant is turning sadly to watch them go, right. like he's going to miss having them company. Uh, we didn't mention that. Yeah. yeah. So, as the, when they exit that stone doorway right. giant thing, it turns around and looks at them like, oh. He hardly ever gets
1: company. So, that's, yeah. Well, I will say this detail? about the movie: I, 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 I hope I wasn't too hard on it because at least it was a cohesive narrative, and the effects were incredible. It looks amazing, and everybody did their job to the best of their ability. And it really, I mean, as just a movie, if I had never read anything or you know, it's it's an amazing movie, and it really is very yeah. good in a lot of ways. And and, and um, there's a lot to love about it. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the Hellboy two, the Golden Army, Wes? What are your do? Do you think it's better than the first one? I love the first one, actually. We
1: don't we don't have to pit them against each other. I don't
2: really. I don't know if I could pit them against each other, but I have had a lot of friends come and want to learn more about Hellboy because of the second movie.
1: Okay, okay. An
2: affinity for the second movie, but they're so different from each other too. They're like, even though it's a sequel, they're also two very different movies. I feel like that's just how I yeah. They really really are. But I like the second one. I think the second one's cool. But I, the first one I feel like is a little bit more true to the comic book. Sure. It doesn't matter right. to me either.
1: Well, How are you – where do you fall on like aesthetics? Because I hate to be that bitch, but just aesthetically it's incredible. It's such incredible. there are so many moments in that movie that I'm like, ah, I could just watch this. Like it's – you know what I mean? Yeah, two is beautiful. Even if it – well, like I don't think of it as a Hellboy movie. I just think of it as like this movie looks fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, I do. I
2: love – and I love the like puppet cutaway to, You know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, right at the beginning where they're explaining like the
0: story. I love that. Stuff.
2: I think that's so cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree there.
2: I like that they still look a little bit like they're made out of wood, like the elves kind of look like. It's extremely Mignola, yeah. Yeah, I love it.
0: I really feel like... Uh, it's interesting you mentioned that they're like two different movies because it is like the first one is a little bit more grounded, like the comics, and then right. the second one is like Guillermo del Toro's like, no, this is mine. Yeah,
1: I'm going yeah. fucking this is me wild now. with this shit. I'm, I'm just going to... I'm going to
0: pull it in my direction. Just do it up. Yeah. And I think if he had done a third one, it would have been an even more Pan's Guillermo Labyrinth, but it's Hellboy. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I like
2: Guillermo del Toro. I, I think he's... You know, I'm a Guillermo del Toro fan, so. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, I don't remember what I said in the commentary at all, but I'm pretty sure that I probably flipped the fuck out over the scene with the, you know, the guy where he is the the Angel of Death is that yeah, the, the character's so name, the guy, yeah. And so that whole thing just <laughs> worth watching that whole movie just yes. for that scene, honestly. Like, for real. I, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I I don't mean to be so critical. It's like if you just sit back and enjoy it for what it is, which is just a, just beautiful and gorgeous, then it's fun. But like if you're expecting any kind of if you want the characters from the comic books, you're not going to get it. Yeah. It's not there. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, it's okay though. Yeah, it's fine. Great. Yeah. Before we started the
3: podcast and I started reading the Hellboy comics, I actually liked Hellboy 2 more than the first one. But now that we've been doing the comics and I've been a, and I seeing the movies again, I'm like, I think I enjoy the first one more because it's more okay. closer to the original. I mean, to the comics.
2: It's funny and that you now. said that. Cause that's literally what, like my friends that don't read the comics Or they're like, oh man, I love the second movie. Like I have a friend that's so interesting. Is into film, like that's what he does, and he he loves the second movie. And I'm like, man, you don't like this? Huh. the first movie? Like, I think the first movie is so good, but I think it's because well, I was in the, into the comic books.
0: I don't mean to pit them against each other either. They're sure. definitely the the better of the of the movies. But mm. um, watching the second one and doing the commentary and doing all the research and doing the behind the scenes, right. I had a newfound appreciation for that one. Interesting. And I think I actually enjoyed that one a little bit more. Um, at least for the, for the sitting down and doing the commentary. I was it just has, like...
1: One fatal flaw for me was just the baby stuff. Oh, I, I couldn't know, yeah, deal with yeah. any of that at all. <laughs> oh, and that's right? just, I think that's a personal <laughs> thing. I personally am not... I can't do that. Like, it just didn't make any sense to me. It was ridiculous. It, it really stuck out. It completely shattered my suspension of disbelief, and I was like, this is fucking stupid as hell, and I can't deal with it. It was the only thing in the movie that I just could not abide, right. really, other than, like, Hellboy's, like... I'm a one-dimensional, no-emotions-having sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, also, I'm going to be a dad. Great. Sounds <laughs> awesome. Actually, no, I hate that completely. And uh. the baby soup thing, and I just – all of that was bad. But besides that, yeah, it's good stuff. I'll watch it. It's fantastic.
2: And it gets, it doesn't – it's not even like a prominent part. Like like I could watch that movie yes, 15 right. times and not even remember that. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. I yeah. completely.
1: I was like, Oh yeah, is this a thing? Why? Yeah.
0: Yes. You're like, Oh, every so. time it comes up. Give yeah. me an edit where that's not a thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It'll be like 15 minutes shorter. I'll be fine with it. Uh,
0: good discussion. Yeah. Uh, thanks for giving your insight on the on those movies, Wes. I'm glad we could have you on while we're talking about all this stuff. Yeah. Brendan also said, "I'll back up the recommendation to watch Hilda." Remember, Tad Stones recommended that oh, as a right. cartoon. Oh, so yeah. watch that. I yeah, watch yeah, it yeah. with my kid, and it's terrific. Okay. Good kid-friendly spooky but sweet stuff. You could almost imagine Hellboy wandering in like one of the crossovers. Oh, and okay. the Scandi sense of design and gentle British accents make it a very soothing, relaxing watch. A great distressor. Soothing. So I did watch the first that episode of sound this. That does soothing. Um, it's on Netflix. It was great.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah, the I first watch episode this. was good.
0: Have you seen it, Wes? Have you I checked have. it out? Yeah, I've seen Hilda
2: is good, and you like
1: okay. I gotta Steven, watch
2: even um, Universe. You love Steven Universe. It's like it's got a similar feel to that.
1: Huge Steven Universe fan. It has a oh, huge awesome. Steven Universe fan. Wow. Okay, I'm in. I'm all in.
2: And if you like, watch over Over the Garden Wall is another good one. And
0: that was a comic book first too.
1: Okay, over I love recommendations wall. based on Steven Universe fans. There so you go. I'm, I'm awesome. all into
0: that new uh new segment on the podcast. Yes. He said, thanks again for putting this podcast out. Really interested in seeing what you guys decide to do next. Not to demand anything from you, but it would be great hearing your thoughts on some of the monster movies that Mignola is always referencing. If nothing else, I'd love to hear a commentary from Danielle, especially on the francis ford coppola
1: oh <laughs> shit <laughs> i would love to do that that would be a that's lot a, of fun that's a mash in heaven. I, yeah. let's do it i'm all in on that let's do it man yeah we'd have to re- yes oh, this is
2: such a good idea that's such a good idea
0: oh, yeah yes. it is a good idea
1: i'm so excited
3: we'd have to read the comic too to go along with it yeah. mignola yes, did
0: it. Man. yes because mignola did the comic yeah, he yeah, also yeah. said that oh man he says whatever you do i'll tune in Ugh. Have a great week, Brendan Cahill. And then he said, "There's a lot of different pronunciations of Cahill, and yours is totally right. Yeah, <gasps> oh, right? that's one that we got right.
1: Fantastic."
0: But he said, "Mine personally is Cahal, <laughs> like Paul <Kyle> Drogo <laughs> from wow. Game of Thrones." <laughs> anyway, Brendan, awesome! What a great, uh, great listening feedback section from Brendan. That was really good.
1: Yeah, that was fun. We got a Hey You Damn Guys from Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Book club member. That's right. Yes. Yes. It's true. It's true that the BPRD comics can be pretty gory, but the Hellboy comics never seem to be. In my opinion, if you're making a Hellboy movie and adapting Hellboy storylines, it doesn't make sense to insert excessive gore. If they ever make a BPRD movie slash show, then I say go all out. But to me, the tone of this movie didn't match the Hellboy comics at all. As another example, there's no music that the Hellboy comics make me think of less than generic testosterone-filled hard rock. We did not have the sound on. We tr- we were we set it up to have the sound on in our headphones, and then it, something went wrong, and we couldn't hear it. So we didn't hear any of the music, and I don't remember any no, of it. I
0: remember it. You remember? I don't oh, I remember, remember it. any of it. I,
1: I know I'm not missing. I like okay. I don't remember any of it. I'm sure it was awful it was probably bad and i if then i agree with you so it's fine i we didn't comment on that cuz we couldn't hear it but i'm sure it was bad so yeah to me one of the striking things about the hellboy comics is the quiet moments yeah sure there are big sometimes epic fights and battles but there are also so many quiet and contemplative scenes and scenes that really give a sense of the tragedy that's occurring and i wish for an adaptation that recognizes that but i'm not holding my breath
0: okay so yeah wow. agree And John Polanski. John Polanski. club member. He commented onto Drew's comment. He said, a story has little merit without conflict. To which level you escalate that conflict reflects how serious the story. Yep. Yeah, I thought that these were really great comments. Like
1: when the score of a movie or when the the music, the soundtrack of a movie is not right. That fucks the whole fucking thing. Like that's really, it, it completely changes and fucks up. I mean, you can completely change the mood. Uh, the emotions that people are feeling well like just with the music alone on, you, can, a, you can they
0: make the shining look like a comedy that's what I'm saying you whatever. can take yeah, the same movie that, and yeah. put
1: different music over it and you feel different shit and so yeah absolutely and so when you're reading the book it's so elegant there are you know Mignola's art and all these yeah, scenes yeah. with Hellboy like yeah there are it's big artful. fights and it's like uh you know he like Hellboy has some corny lines and stuff he's like that's all for you or whatever but like The actual art itself and the pacing of it and the, you know, there, there are mood shots and there's, there's all this, it's gorgeous and it's really just elegant and, and you didn't get any of that elegance. Like I think visually there's a lot of elegance to be had in this movie, like with, you know, the scenes with the, I don't know, there, there's, there was, there was so much potential and, and I feel like, yeah, it maybe was hamstrung by. Thankfully we did not hear any of the music during our commentary but yeah that would have probably been a huge point of contention with us we probably would have just spent the whole time being like this is just awful it did no service to the contemplative scenes to the 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 moody scenes right, to the yeah. elegant scenes yeah. in Hellboy there was there were there were no pauses it was too they tried to cram too much in there and rush it and there was no time to stop and and really build those moments and make those, let those moments breathe. And so I completely agree with that. Yeah.
3: I remember I was watching the movie right before I came over to, you know, so I could be pre- fresh on it. And I was just like thinking the music just, it sounded like something made by a committee that people think, well, oh, he's like from hell let's do, let's do metal music and shit like that. And I'm just like, you know, and as a fan and I am a fan of metal music. I was just like, this just feels generic, boring and tired to me, you know? Right. Um, it didn't really seem like, because, like, like, look at somebody like James Gunn. He, like, writes the songs into his scripts and stuff like that. And they go, and they work for his right. movies and things like that. But with uh, this, it just felt like somebody's like, hmm, let's just put a, a heavy metal soundtrack in it and do a heavy metal score. And just I completely forgot about the music until I watched it again, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I didn't watch it ahead of time. So I, I didn't even have any comment. But, like, yeah. so it's, yeah, it like we come, we, it all comes back to that you know stitched together by a committee of executives and producers and and the camel thing it just comes back to that every time yeah. so uh drew campbell also said drew campbell book club member uh <laughs> as for the fight scene with the giants in the comics that event was very heavy and was used to highlight hellboy's mental conflict about what path he should take so it was ultimately a pivotal event in the story in the movie though it's just an excuse for a comedic action scene yeah and it doesn't end up meaning much, uh huh. And by the way, I say all this as someone who enjoyed the movie while recognizing its many flaws. I guess I subconsciously knew not to get my hopes up too much, so I was able to have a good time watching it. That's a good, yeah. That's a yeah. good uh, attitude to have, I think. And going into any movie, if you're going to spend money watching a movie. Just enjoy it for what it is and don't freak out too much and it's fine. Um, I'll, You know, and this is one thing I was actually talking about with something the other day. Independence Day. I love that movie. To my oh, core. Love I love that, that movie. movie. I saw that movie like as a child basically in the theater. Like I love
0: this movie. Wes, are you a fan of Independence Day? I love Independence Day. Awesome. <laughs> okay,
1: We can continue being friends. No, I'm just kidding. I, if, if you don't know, like it, it's fine. I... And that's the thing is I'm not a hater. Like if you don't like something, you don't like something. It's totally cool. But I love that movie and I watch it. I still watch this movie and I'm still like, this is great. And I know it's not a good movie. I know it's terrible. (laughs) I know it's a fucking stupid, dumb movie. I know it's not a good movie, but like I enjoy it. I really love it just for what it is. I love how stupid it is. I love how dumb it is. I love that it's good and bad at the same time somehow. I just love it. There are people who would probably tell me you are an uncultured piece of shit. And you know what? I agree. That's fine. In many cases, that's true. But you know what? Independence Day isn't trying to be that. It's not fucking Shakespeare or whatever the right. shit. Like it's just what it is and, and just leave it at that. And so yeah. sometimes that's just what you have to do. You have to leave your expectations at the door and just have a good time and that's fine.
2: It's like just out of the 90s. So it has like some of that flavor from there. Oh, yeah. You can take down an alien and then go up to the ship and open it and punch him in the face,
0: and the president of the United States flies again. <laughs> so oh, such a great movie! I love it. Oh
1: god, it's so good! Oh my
0: god! Great feedback, Drew. That was amazing, um, and I think that sums up a lot of our thoughts. Um, I did want to go back because I, I guess I had this thing in my head of like I remember the Hellboy comics being kind of like horror, you know, having yes, like some dark yeah. stuff in there. And I think it also chalks it up to like the way Mignola draws things because the way Mignola yeah. draws things, it almost looks like a lightsaber went through somebody. It's just like a blank thing where yeah. like if you made it real. So in a uh, in Wolves of St. August, we see a guy peel his skin off to reveal a werewolf underneath. OK, if that was like in real life, yeah. that would be kind Horrific, of fucked up to watch. Yeah. Right. OK, that's like
1: our favorite shit, that's like um, our favorite. Our whole lives were changed okay. by that page.
2: Definitely a werewolf movie, and I think it's Jack Nicholson who's in it. Who and he pulls his—he like tears his skin off. Yeah, is werewolf? Yeah, yeah. A wolf
4: His face off.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. See, exactly. Okay, so um in conquer worm lobster johnson goes in there and just murders like a bunch of nazis right okay that would be pretty graphic yeah Mm -hmm. um in third witch hellboy goes nuts and he chops up all the mermaids and he chops up all the bog menagerie
1: but you're chalking this up to Mignola's art style isn't as gory as it would be in. it looks like
0: like a pac-man mouth yes but he literally like almost chopped this mermaid in half yeah like wouldn't there be guts and stuff like that coming out i don't know sure i mean it depends how you're gonna what so you if, decide to do
1: it depends on how well your definition of gory like if guy davis art and bprd super extremely yeah. gory. i can't even
0: yeah. look at some of it it's
1: horrific but like you said like mike Mignola's stuff that is gory it's a gory situation chopping people in half yeah but it doesn't look that way because of his style
0: in hellboy the island he gets stabbed through by ergo Ham with this giant stinger through his chest and when the pull the stinger out there's a huge splash of yeah, blood yeah. but in Mignola it just looks like one giant blood drop yeah. but in real life it would just be like well, you know would what it I, though? Mean? I mean
1: we don't know I mean I I've know. never seen that happen so I don't
0: know but if you're going to translate that I don't know I'm just playing <laughs> I'm just I just had to go look for myself sure. okay right In the crooked man a lady leaves her deflated skin behind, mm. and she's in a raccoon, and then the raccoon goes in the skin and becomes her. Oh. She throws up a giant bug, and then later explodes into I a giant know. bug. <laughs> hey, I know
1: that we read it probably.
0: wasn't Wasn't the Crooked Man? Wasn't that Richard Corbin's art? art or that was wrong. Gone, yeah, but it was still a but it's it was still a, a Hellboy, Hellboy story. story. Okay. Okay. It's, I just looked through the library editions. I went through mm. the library editions. Okay,
1: this man did some homework.
0: Uh, in the Penangalan. The monster is literally a head, and then the guts and entrails hanging out of the head, and they strangle Hellboy and lift him up that into the air. That was gross. Okay. The little girl, Vasilisa, mm. she gets shot through with an arrow Ooh. through her chest, and it comes out all bloody. Ooh. And then later, they're like, oh, it was just a little doll. But still, if you saw a little girl get stabbed yes. on screen or Hellboy, something like
1: that, Hellboy, Mignola has a lot of bullshit happen to him, like really bloody... <laughs> Horse shit happened yeah. to that guy
0: when he fights all the giants we see the yeah, aftermath yeah. and like Duncan Figredo even does like just like the lightsaber thing like but right. you see like chopped off heads and chopped off hands sure. and stuff like that okay uh in the storm and the fury he gets into a pretty rowdy fight with the hedgehog guy while he's all mutated
1: about it looks like it's almost cauterized the way that it's just yes the way that
0: the way that Fogredo and Vignola draw it um a family of three get electrocuted in the storm and the fury and- is, it
1: gore, though? is it gore or is it violence because that's violent but maybe not necessarily gory to okay. to visually yeah look at.
0: in hellboy in mexico the way they impale esteban in the mm-hmm. movie is exactly what they did in the comic yeah. that was ex- that was exactly the same okay. the same thing okay. happened okay, okay. i okay. looked at the pages okay. uh yep. also in uh double feature of evil hellboy stabs a giant heart it is literally a giant heart in, uh, the, yep. in the house and he like stabs it I with think, a giant I thing i think his
1: point is like you know it when you see it like i think when some like i
0: have t- i have two more okay okay in hellboy sleeping in the dead a giant monster vampire lady squeezes a regular size vampire into his head pops off okay, okay? <laughs> and, and then <laughs> and then in hellboy bride of hell Asmodeus finds all his wives slaughtered and they literally have like their heads cut off. But
1: you're explaining, like you're describing something. It's different to look at it. They when show you look it. look at it, that's what I'm saying. When you... They
0: show it in the right. comic. I'm, you, well, I, I'm explaining I, things that they show. Yes, I feel like
1: when he says the word gore, I think that we maybe have different things in mind. Like when you see something that is gory, okay. what do you think of? You think of visceral detail. You think of like, I, you know, it's disgusting. Yeah, like, detail. Yeah, and so I feel like, you know, when we talk about Mignola's style and and all these people's styles, like there's, it's more stylized perhaps, and so less gory. Just like instinctually, you feel like yes, it's very violent, and he's chopping off legs and arms, maybe and um, heads and torsos and stuff, but it's not as detailed, so maybe less gory. Maybe to, he
0: gets on fire, and it cauterizes yeah, like, to experience whatever well, or something. I'm just oh, saying, like oh. the experience Dude. of looking
1: at something. You can like when you, when you describe something as gory, like I feel like there are some criteria that maybe are missing from right. these people's style that the movie definitely checked right. those boxes. Yeah. Of. This well, is extremely gory and disgusting.
3: Now that you bring all those examples up, it kind of makes me think that maybe like the difference in the art style is more like the difference in um, like the gothic type horror films that uh, Mignola grew up with and the kind of violence that you would see in there, and it would be. Violent, but not gory, whereas opposed to like, I don't know, the Guy Davis stuff could be more like eighty slasher flicks or the Junk Carpenters, the thing or something like that. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. I was thinking even more like where where Mignola draws a lot of inspiration from is very yes. yeah. too like yeah. some kind of. Those are so gory for little kids, but you could sit there and read to a five or eight year old, like, right. Or I'll go read that to a five year
0: old tomorrow. It's your
1: birthday And they're like, oh, he slapped everyone. (laughs) That's fine, I guess. Because you can't hit five year old. Can't picture like, what is that? You know,
0: that's a great point. Yeah. So I was also thinking like, uh, do they really have like you know? You think about um, on Kill Bill, she just slices people in half and they just fall in half, and there's none of you know. It, that's very stylized.
1: Okay, wait. Well, Kill Bill is extremely
0: gory. What I want to hear Kill about. Or it's or a you very
1: see, gory yeah. fucking movie, yeah, but you set don't, don't see like
0: uh, you don't see guts falling out. Yeah, but you see blood okay, spraying she all, yeah, all over of this is, lady's
1: brains.
0: Oh yeah, I guess
1: I
2: I can I don't know I can watch like. I I don't know what the difference is between like Chainsaw Massacre and watching Kill Bill. I could watch Kill Bill, no problem, like not turn my head. I don't know what yeah, no. so much
0: blood. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I, I am kind is. of feeling that too. But anyway, some of
1: guy Davis's art is so upsetting and gory and disgusting. I can't look at it. Like yeah. I will not look at some of those images. I will just turn sure. the page and not look at it. So some of it I'm like, you know what I'm actually not looking at the There is a difference. Yes, there there is a difference. But I have I not think, read some of it. I, have I also just turned like, the page. How
0: do you if, if you do translate some of those things, you know what I mean? It is Make that
1: know. movie. Then make the BPRD movie. Make the BPRD series. Make it a show. Make it an you know make it an HBO whatever. Like, well,
0: could you argue that by bringing Daimyo in there, you are bringing the BPRD into the movie?
1: That's what I'm saying though. Is that they try to do too much. They yeah. try to cram too much. They didn't have one single cohesive fucking storyline.
2: No, I want nice, concise, short stories that build later to a bigger story. I don't need.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. I just feel like can I you totally just agree. have something that works? Because there's a lot of stuff that works. Like and you could just easily do that instead anyway this.
0: thanks for indulging me with that i just had to no it's uh, good it's fine we
1: love it we love a fucking, fucking nerd absolutely berserking out <laughs> nerd style well what like
2: the scary stories what are the scary stories that you read at night what are those yeah, those yeah. Books scary the yeah yeah and they stories to tell
0: in the dark or whatever
1: he went berserker nerd style I couldn't look at those drawings i could read the stories no, i the drawings the were drawings. horrific and oh, yeah. absolutely gave me nightmares yeah fantastic yeah. art yeah i can't look at them it's bad actually Oh, I can still remember them. Oh my god! I can thank you so much for that. Now I can remember all of them. I was obsessed with those books. Oh my god, they're awful. Yeah, the
2: one the lady who's looking for her toe and she, her leg is. Oh. Wow,
0: you have so one burned deep in there. I huh, have. Wes? They're <laughs> all
1: burned completely deeply. Yeah, into our brains. I feel like you and I could talk about this forever with a therapist. Like this is it's some intense shit. And those drawings are. Those drawings are very. Yeah, but I, I do think like sometimes
2: you're attracted like the things that you're scared of sometimes you- then you're like you're attracted to it yeah it's like okay
0: talking more about the hellboy 2019 movie we heard from hayden Orr.
2: hayden or book club member
0: that's right he said me walking out of the theater after watching this movie and it was the michael jordan gif where he's like and i took that personally <laughs> <laughs> jeez <laughs> yeah and i took that personally jeez, was, man. Yeah. okay <sighs> um jerry turnbull had some feedback hey jerry turnbull book club member that's right so Jerry shared this awesome screen grab of the memorial board. Remember, they were filling in Esteban Ruiz on the memorial. Oh, right. board yeah, in the yeah movie. all the things. Okay, so there's a bunch of names in there, and uh, yes. Arbor, you have that right. You want to read all of them? Yes, yes. Let's go through. I'm gonna, uh, you're gonna read them, and then I'm gonna tell you what, what who they are.
4: Oh man, <laughs> Doctor Howard
0: Eaton. Uh, I don't remember Eaton. That's a name that was in the comics. Do you? Remember, does that? Do you recall that? I don't, I don't.
2: I don't recall that i'm trying to think that Dr. i know e.
1: ashley schrode that's literally okay. it that's next it next
0: one simon anders simon anders from bprd vampire yeah. vampire hunter yep.
1: <laughs> he's not looking at anything folks he is just looking at me he's making eye contact with me and smiling <laughs> and saying this oh, no, 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 keep he's going guy. uh
0: frank russell i don't remember uh i don't know who that is i don't know who frank russell is next one
3: gabriel ruiz
0: Okay, so that's supposed to be Esteban okay. um, Ruiz. Okay. He's still looking
1: at me. He's not, uh, looking, he's not looking at any notes, you guys.
3: Robert Amstel. i oh, sorry, Amsel.
0: Amsel, he was the bad guy in BPRD 1952. He's this the is... one that tried to blackmail Hellboy or whatever. He got burned alive by Vivara. Favo- by His name doesn't need to be he's on thinking. there.
3: Uh, I know this one. Henry Bud Waller.
0: Oh, yeah. Agent Waller from Wake the Devil.
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah. He got his face punched in by uh, uh, Roger. There's I think like he that.
0: got his neck twisted around or something Ugh. like that. Anyway. Nice. Face
3: punched in, neck twisted around. Whatever, you're still dead.
1: <laughs> He's just looking at me. Uh,
3: Woodrow
2: Farrier?
0: Woodrow Farrier from the 1950s <laughs> series. He went with Hellboy. Uh, they thought they found a UFO, but it was really Nazis. Uh, and he was yeah, in another that's right, one. That's
2: right. yep.
3: Carla Joroco.
0: Joroco do it hey, hell on earth that's yeah, all you gotta say know, yeah, yeah I mean, we all best, know jeroko
3: yeah. michael clark
0: michael clark mr clark from wake the devil he this got is... impaled
3: <laughs> oh yeah
0: doc... in the spikes pit
3: dr michael cobb
0: <laughs> i don't know who caught co- so it's cobb and then the other one is, who's the one under cobb it's like Doctor Matthew I don't, Rodell. I don't know who those doctors are i think they might be the doctors from abe sapien versus mm-hmm. science I'm not sure.
1: I think you're the nerdiest man in the whole entire universe. He's <laughs> okay. just it's like stone cold, like just l- making eye contact with me the whole time while me- he does this. 91. He has no you, nose. You, know, you, know,
3: you know somebody's in there listening to him, like banging their head, going, I know who all these people are. <laughs>
1: uh sure.
3: Joseph Vaughn.
1: Why don't you give us some fucking Agent Vaughn
0: from, down. yeah, he was in the Ape Sapien series. He got taken over by Strobel. The
3: uh, <laughs> Natasha Hansen.
0: That's Agent Staz from. Devil you know, B P R D. Chris
3: Peters.
1: <laughs> I hate all of this.
0: <laughs> I don't know who Chris Peters is. I don't know who that one is.
3: Ashley
1: Strode.
0: Ashley Strode, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, we know yeah, who yeah. Ashley Strode is.
3: And Russell Enos. Enos.
0: Enos, Agent Enos. He was the one who remember Johan had to take over his body yeah, and everybody yeah. got pissed off. But yeah. he was but Enos was also like he wouldn't I loved up. Enos. He was an irritating character, but I loved him. I thought he was such a great character yeah. Who anyway. could
1: play him? Who would play him?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Let's throw it to Wes. (laughs) 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 Who would play Enos? Enos. Yeah. Do you remember Enos? Yeah, I remember
2: Enos. And he ends up getting um his head blown out, right? He gets destroyed by an alien. Um Bill Burr. (laughs) Put Bill Burr in there. Oh, that's a good idea. Put Bill Burr in
1: there. He's good at being a guy that's like, I don't like any of this or whatever. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's got to be somebody who's, like, irritating.
1: He's not irritating. <laughs> He's good at playing an irritating Yeah, guy no, out. Bill Burr, like, Who was ultimately redeemed or something. He knows how to irritate a motherfucker, he was, yeah. yeah to the point where you're God. not irritated. Christ, dude, shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jerry also said, uh, the fish and chip shop.
1: Yeah, the chippies.
0: It says, um, best price, really delicious. Yeah. BPRD. Ah,
1: I, love it. T- I love that shit. There, so. I love shit like that
0: oh that's so good anyway
1: good job there like thank that, you for man. all
0: the trivia there jerry yeah. sorry i missed out on those details you're um,
1: apologizing for not catching that
0: well that's why that's why i intentionally miss things so that way people like jerry can go hey here's the thing i agree no with that. i don't really do that yes he I does he does that for you
1: sometimes. so that you feel like you have something to do and contribute <laughs>
2: dr Rodell and dr cobb were the the uh doctors who woke up abe Oh Oh, good job, Wes. Yeah, I mean I looked it up, but
0: I had to look it up. Nice. Good job. Thank you. Thank you
1: for doing that. So people don't email us about
0: it. There were there were some other ones I didn't know. So let us know if you if you
1: You can email us anyway. I'm just I'm teasing. You can go ahead and do that. It's fine.
3: We got a message from Mark Tweedell.
1: Mark Tweedell. Book Club member. Yeah.
3: Uh Mark said, in terms of aesthetics, I think everything has an element uh of meanness to it. Which can make for an interesting monsters, but it's often at the expense of the characters. The Baba Yaga of the film could never express sadness or melancholy like the comics. It even impacts Hellboy himself. David Harbour does a good job, but he's at war with the makeup. Yeah. Actually, a better way to phrase that, whenever the design has to choose between being badass or serving the story characters, it chooses badass.
1: Thank you. That is exactly I agree with that. oh man, you've put, put into a, words. And ex- he put
0: badass in quotes. Yeah, no, yeah. that you have yeah. you have
1: put into words the thing that I was struggling to express. Yeah, absolutely agree with that.
3: To be clear, I don't fault the designers, but rather whoever whoever was pushing this aspect of the design. I have no idea who this might be, but it reeks of a producer overruling a director. Yes. Good design should tell a story. These designs project a marketing strategy. Yes. There's a lot of comics, accurate stuff that made it through, which is nice. The comment about the Printed cloak versus embroidered really sums up the whole feel of the film. As an animator, the giant fight physically hurt me. Did you spot the left-handed doom in there? They had to flip a shot to make the edit work. That's sort of the thing that should be figured out at the storyboard animatics phase. It's a, well, fix it in post Mm -hmm. moment.
0: Wow! Thank part, you. That is spot on.
1: Thank <laughs> you. All of that is completely spot on. It should serve the story. It doesn't.
0: And I had heard about the left hand of doom being in the giant scene, but I didn't. I looked for it and I didn't see it in there. But apparently, there is a part where it they had to flip the the shot or whatever, which is god.
1: But like you said, like it, it's you're not falsing the people who wanted this to be good it's the pe- like there it really like you said reeks of some sort of executive or some yeah. sort of producer or somebody coming Yeah, going, producer wouldn't it be cool if
0: yes thank you awesome feedback mark we also heard from christopher egan
1: chris regan
2: member. that's right uh,
0: mm-hmm. he said as for the movie my feelings definitely fall in line with yours there's some good stuff there's some bad stuff i went into the theater expecting the worst and walked out having had fun I even picked up the Best Buy 4K Steelbook, which I did also. <laughs> he says, I'll throw it on occasionally. It was cool to see a version of a lot of stuff in the comics. Not sure why they tried to cram 20 plus years of canon, yeah. but I'm not sure about a few things with this movie. It sucks that the production was so tumultuous. We could have had a good flick and the Rotten Tomatoes score is skewed bullshit. I've been a huge Del Toro fan since the 90s. Am I bummed he didn't get to finish his trilogy? Yup. But it is what it is score this for what it is not what it isn't
1: sure i i just yeah i feel like if you know people don't take the time to really want to build something they're too scared you're like oh what we'll was just drain the brain stress and just cram everything like you said like 20 years of stuff in the one we'll try and it, it suffers because of that you know just make a movie that's good and then if it's good people are going to be like hey let's have another one actually yeah you know and that's mm-hmm. i feel like that's the natural progression of like this was great. Let's have another, I'll have another, let's have some more of it. And, but if you do not do that, then nobody wants more of that and you fucked yourself. So it's, I don't know. I don't know.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like producers have learned the wrong lessons from the MCU. It's like, you know, the MCU took time to build itself up. Yeah. And now everybody's like, They just want to immediately start a cinematic universe. And it's just like, no, dude, just they want the 20th movie, one good movie. They
1: want the 20th movie. They want to cram everyone in the movie. And they're like, that was great. Let's do that. And it's like, but that you don't understand. Like they did 10 years of this (laughs) of
2: individual movies. Yeah. Movie executives aren't storytellers. They're just not. Yeah, exactly.
0: They're just trying to figure out how to like make the most money, which in turn, like fucks everything up. Usually. Yeah. But I totally forgot about this when we were watching the commentary, and in the composer section, it said Chris Egan. Mm-hmm. And we're like, hey, Chris Egan, are you a composer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said, I'm not a composer, but I used to play bass in a metal band. Hey. I have a degree in art and design, and I do nothing with it. But it got me what? into my current career, so it's not totally useless. Okay. He also said his brother is a singer and self-taught on many instruments. That's so cool. And he he's a musician. He has albums on Spotify and Apple. Hey. He said his mom plays piano. His family wow. is uh, all obsessed with music. So
1: you're saying it was him?
0: Cool. Um, no, but, it's, but it but they love music. He said. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. that's awesome. You guys had me cracking up when my name came up yet again. <laughs> awesome.
1: That's great, man. That's that's really cool, actually.
0: I like how he's like, I'm not a composer,
3: but let me tell you about all the music that me and my yeah, whole family yeah. plays. I, I say, think if... you're protesting a little too much yeah. there,
2: Chris. <laughs> like it's in a family. So yeah. like the Egan, maybe it's in the Egan family.
0: Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe if... it's like a distant relative. Yeah, I, I would be interested in hearing hearing what your brother has on yeah, Spotify. Sure. Or nice. you, like and... if you
1: have any recordings you'd like us to hear, we'll also listen to that now. All time's
0: We also had like some people just randomly comment on it uh, okay. on, on the post for the movie. I, I really thought it was nice to have some other perspectives. Wait, like,
1: non, like, they're like book club members we haven't heard from yet?
0: Yeah. Okay. I told, yeah. All right. Um, well, I think maybe we've heard from Pendragon zero zero seven. Oh yeah,
1: Pendragon zero zero seven
0: book club member. They said, "I think I'm one of the few Hellboy fans who really liked this movie." Oh, okay. I don't think enough people read The Wild Hunt and therefore didn't appreciate it as much. Well, I think they that's did try the to. We didn't like it though. They did try to squeeze a lot into the few hours they had, but I still super enjoyed it. David Harbour did an awesome job as Red.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I, I do like David Harbour. I think we yeah. read it,
1: and then that's why we. Yeah,
3: David Harbour did great. Because we read it, but I think he's Are you sure it's not pendragon 007?
1: Yeah, there oh, you go. Oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. Pendragon 007, like it's a James Bond thing. Yeah, Pendragon was isn't that like Merlin's
0: last name too?
1: No, I do. I know what yeah, that I is. So. I oh, know what Pendragon okay. is. I know what that is. British. I wonder if he's British. It's probably British. I, yeah, it's oh, extremely nice. British handle. Yeah,
0: we also had two other commenters uh comment onto that post. A11SOP89 book club member said, yep. Totally agree, mate. They nailed the character and the feel of the graphic novels in this film. And Izzy Senpai 2.0 book club member said, I totally agree. I love the new movie as a movie on its own, meh. But as a comic movie, I loved it. Okay. I thought that was an interesting comment. So, sure. like, as a as a movie eh, it's not that great but like as a comic movie like i'm digging this i don't know I, is the I, bar so low i appreciate for comic I, book movie but i see that i kind of <laughs> see that comment like just like i was telling you like i'll throw it on i'll just put it on just to like look up every once in a while and go oh that's pretty cool i would never do that
1: so that <laughs> we are very different where this movie
0: is concerned um we also heard from wes matthais did we
4: hear from wes matthais yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Book club member, yes, <laughs> that's you. You said, "I can't wait to hear this take on this from one specific host who will re- remain nameless."
4: Nah, <laughs> him. Uh-huh. He's talking about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, what did you think of the movie West, and what and what did you think of the of uh, our commentary on that? I mean, I I loved the commentary. I thought it was good. I liked. It. I actually been
2: putting on the movies and listening to your commentary. On the two that you guys did, Aww.
0: oh, awesome! Yeah. So I, I hope that people do that because otherwise, you might be just listening to silence sometimes as we're watching the movie. It's so fine, it's kinda actually. Like, anyway, it's fine. it's
2: fine. I no, I I like the movie. Honestly, I like all three movies that, just because, like, I like the promotion of Hellboy, and and I have the stories. Like you always have the stories.
1: Well, and like you said, but it was getting people into the comics, right? Like, but the second one,
2: like, got a lot of people into the comics. Right. Yeah. The first one definitely did, but the third one maybe I don't know, not. Or. I the third one turned all the people away
0: Oh no! no. (laughs) so did you go see it in the theater when it came out yeah i saw all three in the theaters yeah okay and so how did you feel when you were walking out of the theater after seeing the the david harbour 2019
2: honestly like i i I was i was i was fine i was happy i was happy to watch a hellboy movie yeah um and I don't I don't think I knew how I felt. I knew I wanted to see it again immediately. Yeah, I don't know how I felt after I saw it. I was I know I know that I was stoked
1: to see Mia Jovic and daniel yeah, I, love daniel
2: and- yeah. There, I mean it, uh there's just they did, it just crammed so much stuff in there
1: it's so much stuff it's yeah. too much
0: stuff it was it was a little overwhelming on. at a certain i i, I talked about this yeah. twice already but it's no. like at a certain point i was like please don't keep doing this please yeah. stop slow there's down no a little cohesive. bit it was please like stop here's this. a scene
1: here's a scene here's a different scene here's another scene and none of it went yeah. in the same movie kind of
2: yeah, I felt yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it was like thirty years of stuff. It one. felt like
1: scenes from several different movies all crammed into within. Yeah. I was like, okay, I guess. Yeah,
2: that's exactly what it felt like.
1: Yeah, I imagine like, and I and
2: I think I turned because my wife had just started reading it and we'd been listening to you guys, and I got her to listening to you guys. <laughs> but I remember thinking like, don't like keep reading the comic books. Don't really like. <laughs> oh no! What else. have I done?
1: Yeah, that's great.
2: But I, but I do remember leaving the movie theater, like, they like trying to explain stuff and put like, oh, this is why this happened sure. and this is what's going on here, and, <laughs> and that felt fun, you know, like knowing that stuff and trying to explain yeah. things and you know, authorian lore and I don't know, whatever the heck I was think going on.
1: Maybe she was in an advantage because she didn't know about all of this lore and backstory yeah. and all this shit. Like maybe she was like, that's yeah, fine, actually, I think it's okay. I guess I wasn't sure what was going know. on, but yeah. all right, like. I can't yeah, imagine I someone coming in yeah. cold. Like I can't imagine someone coming in cold on that and being like, "What exactly. is this movie?" Because yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make it sense. So- None of it makes any goddamn sense.
2: I just think it was. Yeah, they just tried to cram too much stuff in there. Here if they it kept it light and concentrated on one thing, I also like. I don't necessarily like the big. Like I think the, the things that I loved about Hellboy, like just the like origin, like. Just your foot in the door, which they didn't need to do and they didn't really do with this movie. But just getting your foot in the door to the world, it was like they just you just slammed it right in your face. Like so many of the stories in Hellboy were just like a little touch here. You know, obviously you walk in with Hellboy and it's a demon and you're like, oh, man, there's a demon. And then like a little touch of magic here and then it takes you through the story and you're like, oh, man, like open these doors. But the movie just punches you right in the face.
1: Yeah, it punches you right in the face, man.
3: Oh, yeah. As much as I enjoyed seeing uh, Lobster Johnson in the movie, and yes. Tom Hagen Church is amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole seeing the origin part, it just it it just felt like it needed to be in a different movie.
1: Yeah, um, I got my Rasputin, maybe though. a movie I got they, my Rasputin, uh, and I got my Lobster yeah. Johnson, and I was like, "Fuck yes!" And that honestly, surprisingly, shockingly, ended up being my favorite part of the whole fucking movie which you would think would it's counterintuitive because i'm yeah that's what i'm saying it's like it's very counterintuitive because i'm like oh another origin part but then it's like actually this is dope as fuck and then the rest of it was like not as cool as that so i don't know well for me it's not
3: so much as the origin it's just the fact that they put lobster johnson in a in a big role and then i don't know if they had been maybe like i was telling this to john like after we watched the movie it's like if they had maybe adapted a conqueror worm then you'd have a Lobster Johnson coming back as a ghost, and mm. that would have tied into the origin, and that could have made it a little more cohesive, right? You know, but I mean, That's if right. you got Lobster Johnson, you got the Baba Yaga, you got yeah, yeah. Uh, Hellboy in Mexico, you got all these different things right. just shoved right up the wild. Sure, hunt. totally. Um, <laughs> and
1: that's my thing is that it's like you know? <laughs> if if we're not going to have a cohesive movie, I'm at least going to be like enjoying the Lobster Johnson's appearance, I suppose. I don't know, right? Yeah. yeah. The, lo- the lobster parts were
2: were brilliant. I actually really loved.
3: Them. Oh yeah, I mean Thomas Hayden Church is amazing. Something I would incredible. love to see a whole movie of just him as the lobster yeah, for <laughs> yeah.
2: sure, just killing Nazis. The thing that like bugged me, I think the most, was like when the like the world was essentially coming to an end and monsters came out of, and I was just like, I don't I don't even know what this is even related. To. <laughs> oh man, like <laughs> yeah. what?
1: It looked like an Iron Maiden video or something, I guess.
3: It just felt like, oh, yeah, let's throw some monsters in here. I mean, it's like you could take that entire sequence out and it wouldn't even affect the movie. You can do that with (laughs) a
1: lot of the movie because there's no narrative. (laughs) Yeah. I
2: just want one short story that's two hours long I old. know,
0: man. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Anyway, that was an epic listener feedback section. I love uh, all it the – We got a lot of feedback on oh, the okay. movie and all that stuff. And I loved everybody's take from it. I loved hearing Mark's take. It's substantial. And um, I love having Wes on here to talk about it as well. I love well. having Wes on here. And now we're going to get into our book club episode for the week. We don't really have a book club episode oh, for the week. I was um, panicked but...
1: for a second. Like, what? I
0: mean, <laughs> we read, like, how? I didn't read anything. <laughs> uh so mark sent me a really cool email he said uh i was thinking that perhaps since you've covered pretty much everything already released it might be fun to do a looking forward piece uh uh, discussing the announced and uncollected titles that you haven't read okay and so i thought this this was a great idea for an episode for us to kind of talk about you know because i think like i don't want listeners to like get worried or whatever but like we don't really you know i still have ideas for episodes for the hellboy book club but there are other things that i want to do you know as well but whenever a hellboy title comes out we're going to come back and cover it on this podcast and on this feed for example when young hellboy comes out next month we thought it was going to come out this month and we were all set to cover it and then it got pushed back so when that comes out we'll definitely come out with another episode of the hellboy book club and we'll be talking about it and so yeah that's the first title that's going to be coming out next month in october young hellboy the hidden land have you read that already wes i haven't read it yet, actually. I have it. Me too. Yeah, I have all, all the issues, and I haven't read it yet. I don't know why do we do that.
2: I don't know why I did that actually, but i have a I have a stack like I have an outerverse stack that I haven't read yet either. But the, I've had those four issues in my backpack like traveling with me for the past three months. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <Well>, nice.
2: <laughs> I'm like taking them to work. I take them here. I'm like ready to read. It, and I'm just like finding the right opportunity to read it. I don't even know.
0: Right. Yes. I'm totally read it, but I don't know why I haven't read it yet. I have no excuse. I'm ex- <laughs> Neither do I, but I'm excited to get to it. I don't know when the last
2: one came out, like, um, like a month ago or whatever. I forget when the last one came out, but I've been c- literally carrying that collection. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's great. Um, So this one's written by Mignola and Tom Snagoski. Art by Craig Rousseau. I got this awesome Lobster Johnson piece from Craig Rousseau. um, Colors by Dave Stewart and letters by Clem Robin. So, and it's going to come out in a little hardcover. I love me a little hardcover book. You like a little hardcover trade? I love the hardcover. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You
2: know. I have like hardcovers though. That's the only problem that I have is like, like I have a few hardcovers.
0: They go out of print. I mean, they're so hard to collect unless you're going to like, you can be right there when it comes out. So this one you gotta be right there to come when it comes out. You know, the yeah, young hellboy. Pre-order. Definitely gonna pre order that one. We also have the Sarah Jewel Mysteries. That's gonna be coming out in February of twenty twenty two. And that's written by Mignola and Chris Robertson, illustrated by Layla Del Duca, colors by Michelle Madsen and letters by Clem Robbins. That's another one that I think I have all the issues and I haven't read it. Have are you in the same yeah. do you have those two? Yeah I'm in
2: the same thing. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why? i'm sure i, I, I do i'm sure heard. it's great i'm gonna wait till we do the book club episodes on it are you i don't know maybe but uh but <laughs> but i i know that uh you know sarah jewel she was such an awesome character she was introduced in rise of the black flame she was like hey i know more than you guys and then she was introduced also in the sir edward gray and she was like hey sir edward
3: i know more than you do. yes
0: i know more than you and you're <laughs> you're being a pig-headed dummy and then he was like i am and now i'm gonna change my mind so yeah that's awesome the sarah jewel mysteries the sarah jewel mysteries is short that one's really short right i think so it's going to be another little hardcover they're doing all these little hardcovers now yeah that's cool yeah it is cool like um when we were overseas like all the trades come out in like little hardcovers like it makes you want to like rebuy all of them Anyway, yeah. I like that they're doing Mm -hmm. that. We're also gonna finally get the Lobster Johnson omnibus in February, the first omnibus of Lobster Johnson. That's awesome. And they like redid the order, right? Didn't I think Mark Tweedo
2: put an article on Multiversity about it? Yeah. Like the order matches he did. It matches more of like his timeline than actual publication timeline.
0: Yes, yes. I think so. And there is a story that we haven't covered yet called The Empty Chair. It's written by Mignola and John Arcudi, and it's got art by Tanchi Zonich. So it's the classic Lobster Johnson stuff that we love. Oh, that's exciting. We haven't had a chance to cover this story because it's never been collected as of yet, but it's going to be in this omnibus now, so we'll be able to talk about it. So that's going to be amazing. Where would we have read it? Has it been out yet? I think it's in one of the winter specials, Wes. If you have all the winter specials, the empty chair is in there. It's got one of the best Lobster Johnson lines ever in that story okay. um, without spoiling anything the cover of the omnibus is by tanshi zanya have you seen the cover yet
3: was it in mark Trudeau's, uh yes article?
0: it was
3: yes uh, then i've seen it yes
0: yeah, yeah I've seen it. i love seeing zhonyich get to do more lobster johnson don't you love a lobster johnson i love a lobster johnson
1: you know i fucking love lobster yeah. johnson he's my absolute fucking <laughs> fake are you kidding
0: me i'm so fucking excited tanshi zhonyich i'm man.
1: fucking hyped
0: so we also have uh, hellboy in the bprd the return of Effie Kolb and others that's coming also in yep. 2022. This is the one that I'm excited for because it's got. I read that one. Yeah, it's got Effie Kolb. It's got Long Night at Golosky Station. Have you read that one? I did read that one. Yes, yeah. that one's incredible. It's got Her Fatal Hour, The Sending. Um, Her Fatal Hour, that's Turnin' Trevallian. Uh I got an awesome Abe Sapien sketch from that guy. He's super nice. The Miser's Gift, that's the one by Mark Laszlo. Um, I fucking love his art as well. oh
2: my God, I love Martin I
0: Martin. love that guy and then uh, the Seven Wives club, the Adam Hughes, the next Adam Hughes thing uh did you check that one out? I did check that I read that one too. I don't know why I read that it's so
2: weird. Why did I read certain?
0: Yeah, things? no, there's just i it's funny we've all read and we've we have both read and not read the same things but still bought it all because that's what happens yeah. to you, right? That's what happens Well,
3: you gotta have the uh, comics so you can take pictures for the uh podcast. there
0: you go yes, <laughs> yeah. We've also got the Hellboy and the BPRD 1957. That's the stuff that's coming out now, right? That's like this new stuff. I think the first issue just came out. It's got Lawrence Campbell on it. Oh, I can't wait for that. I know I have it in my pool box, but I haven't picked up my comics yet. So I'll probably check that out. Have you checked that out already? That actually might still be in my pool box too. Yeah, yeah. It just came out this week, I think.
1: Think of your poor, long-suffering comic book book store employees just all this stuff piling up in your pull boxes and they're like when will my customer return from the war they
2: pray that i never will ever stop being a customer of theirs yeah I think they're so happy that i'm like they don't care if my bin piles up
0: i think bedrock has only called me twice where they've been like hey it's been a couple of months you need to come Pick this stuff up. I think that's only happened like once or twice in all the years that they, I've been going. They there.
1: what they do is they get Dang. out a giant uh, metal triangle and a big metal and they go a <laughs> Come and get it. Come and get it. Here's your slop, your uh, comic book slop. Come and get it. Back when I was
3: still uh collecting collecting singles, uh Bedrock used to call me all the time. They were like, Hey, it's been a few months. I'm like, I know, I'll get there this yeah. week. So they ring a little Thanks triangle real
1: loud for you.
4: Yep.
0: most likely it's been a while when they call you that's what the ringtone is that's what the ringtone you're is. like oh it's better off calling yeah. me I, I, I need to pick up my trough <laughs> my comic trough, my, comic trough. My, my
3: phone is always on
1: silent so, you know. see, see. that's why they're always <laughs> calling you
2: well, it hasn't opened up it still doesn't let people in still doesn't let people in
0: oh, okay really? right on right so, yeah. so do they literally call you with a triangle so that way you come up one at a time? I'm just kidding.
1: They get a bucket and they pour all the comics out into a trough in front of the store, and you have to you have to pick them no, all up. No, so
0: so is it? Do they mail them to you or how is that? They do offer? Yeah, you can pay for shipping and mail, oh, wow. or you okay. just you
2: can drive up there. They have pickup times.
0: Oh, so I a, see. Oh, That's nice. nice. And and what is your LCS, Wes? Go ahead and give them a shout out. Um, yeah, right now it's Big
2: Planet Comics. So, but I'm like, I'm moving, I'm moving Mm. south, but I'm still using the same comic book store.
0: Nice. Big Planet Comics. Nice, But the
2: one that I um, go to is in Rockville, but they have, they have a few in the DC area. Rockville? Yeah. Rockville, Maryland. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. But they're Awesome. awesome. They're, they're good peoples very good i love supporting really? the local comic book store excellent we also have hellboy and the bprd the secret of chesbro house that's the one that's coming out now along yeah, with hellboy yeah, the that. silver lantern club um and i think those are still th- those haven't fully completed that's a dope yet.
1: name for a
2: club yeah what's that help yeah what's the silver lantern yeah, club what's what? a cool name okay for a club. the
0: silver lantern club that's the the club that sarah jewel and sir edward gray make that's fucking rad at the end of witch and uh, then, i'm into it and then and then at and, the end of what at the end of witch finder <laughs> 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 there's a con- <laughs> there's a comment in hellboy in hell where hellboy tells sir edward gray oh i went there it was burned down or right. something like that oh man or something like that okay. um he makes a comment about the silver lantern club to right. ed gray and so I guess that's what this story is. And okay. I think it's in my poll box also. I don't know if it started just started coming out or something like that. But yes.
2: Because Will is doing a uh, Edward Grey. He's doing an Edward Grey story, isn't he?
0: Yeah. So we're going to get to that. Um, but the next one after that is Bones of Giants. So that's going to be coming out also. Oh, shit. Yes. And that's, um... I'm
1: Hellboy, but I'm Thor. <laughs>
0: yes. Nice. What if Hellboy was Thor? What if Hellboy was Thor? I'm Jeffrey Wright. I'm the Watcher. <laughs> what if Hellboy was Thor? <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna yep. show you a bunch of things and they're all gonna be sad <laughs>
1: i'm not gonna do anything about it but though kind of cool and i'm just gonna I look in, and I'm, but i I'm, won't
0: i'm gonna make little judgmental comments <laughs> but i won't say anything uh, <laughs> just like the watcher. Just, just like the anything. watcher yeah um and after bones of giants yes like wes mentioned we're getting sir edward gray acheron this is the one shot that is drawn by mignola and apparently it's Ed Gray after Devil, you know, oh, like shit. after oh, all that shit, shit happens at the oh, end of Devil, shit. you know, like what does Ed Gray do after that? Man. Yeah, yeah. And Mignola is drawing it and writing it, man. colored by Dave Stewart. That's exciting. Oh, Edward Gray, man, that
2: character is oh, awesome. So excited.
0: Yeah, there was an amazing yeah, awesome. um, Rolling Stones interview with Ed, with Ed Gray with Mignola. <laughs> I would read that. <laughs> you know, someone was mentioning <laughs> online Ed Gray and Mignola have the same birthday. Oh. Okay. oh really right. i never knew that that's not
1: difficult because he's a fictional character so yeah. just give him whatever birthday you want
0: there was a great uh interview with rolling stone with mignola talking about this atron comic and he said that uh he tr- he got ed gray simple enough where he's just like a mask and a cloak so love he's it. like yeah i love drawing this guy because he's it. just like love it that's all it is <laughs> it's a great you know? design yeah, too though Like it it's, it's
1: fantastic
0: is. and uh um, yeah. and he said that he completed it like a year ago <sighs> or something like that so i was like oh, sitting that's on it insane time so later. yeah anyway awesome I'm, I'm really excited about i
1: that. could not be more excited
0: i don't want to i don't want to spoil the whole interview you should definitely go watch it it's definitely worth yeah, it um yeah. it's got mignola on there i mean he's so funny he's super cool one thing that happens in there is he mentions that he likes the cranberries awesome hmm. and i was like that is uh, he has good taste and he said like that was he said that was one of the musician deaths that like hit him the hardest. Like oh, he said, he just yeah. totally crushed yeah. Yeah. when he found out. And you Awful. know, it, but it made me, uh, I have to tie everything to Hellboy, you know what I mean? And so it made me think of like the Doina Shay and the Faye of and, course. Yeah, of course, uh, the, you know, of the, all the Irish folklore that he incorporates into those early stories. And, you know, and I don't know, he was like, he talks about her voice and how yeah, haunting it right. was. And, You know what I mean? and like, I I thought that was so cool to hear about some of his musical tastes and that he's into the cranberries. I was like, hell yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. Anyway, great interview. You should definitely check that out. I'll link it in the show notes to this episode. Uh, Mark also said, there are some other known stories in development. There's an unannounced Tom Snagoski project. So Snagoski has said that he's working on, he has another book that he's working on with Mignola that's not the young Hellboy thing. Um, So there's a future title there. There's also going to be the sequel to The Miser's Gift. I don't know about that. I hope it's with Mark Lasso oh, okay, again, yeah. because uh, mm-hmm. that would be incredible to get him back on Hellboy. And then I guess Mignola also mentioned a Sir Edward Grey and Kashi the Deathless in Hell story. What? What? Yeah. That's like... Doesn't he leave Kashi at the table?
2: He, he, he sees Kashi again, right? And he leaves him at the table? Yes,
0: exactly. Kashi's looking for the yeah. goat.
1: This is a thing yeah. that I very much want to see.
0: Yes. And so if ed gray's still out there and kashi's out there like yeah i guess they could meet up or something could happen I'm i mean very into he's got to find that idea. goat or whatever hellboy kind of left yeah. the hell the hell world to him or whatever yeah remember? i'm
1: really into this so yeah. i was just like i'm all about it let's have yeah. it
3: yeah we were we were even speculating or, or not speculating wishing that they would do like more ed gray and kashi stories in hell so i mean this is like fucking
0: gold this is exactly right the
1: thing that we wanted
0: yes yeah so anyway very exciting Back. Bring Stenbeck back. The ha- bring yeah. Stenbeck. Bring Sten back. Bring Sten back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be excellent to bring him back for. Uh, I would love to see him do a title like that. Excellent. So thank you so much for that, Mark. And so we do have a lot still to look forward to on this podcast on the Hellboy Book Club. But I thought we could also talk about looking forward for us too, because you know there are other things that I want to do. And um, there are uh, other comics that I want to talk about that are not necessarily Hellboy comics. And are they I,
1: Hellboy adjacent? Some of them. Well,
0: maybe some of them are. You know, I, I thought it would be weird. Like, I guess I could talk about different comics on this podcast, and nah. I could, and I could do like other commentaries and stuff like that on this. But it, but it's called Hellboy Book Club, and right. it's at Hellboy Book Club, and. All the branding is like, you're going to be talking about Hellboy we're stuff. We're not even
1: talking about branding. What we're talking about is just the name of it is going to confuse people. Like, it's Hellboy Book Club Podcast. Yes. We're talking about and other stuff. And then we're talking stuff, about other so stuff, So that too. doesn't make sense. And so
0: mm. it's kind of weird. Like, you know, if I want to talk to other artists or maybe have interviews, it's going to be like, oh, come on the Hellboy Book Club to talk about, I don't know. Doctor Strange. Or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do have this other handle on Instagram, Book Club Members Comics. You know, I've been posting a lot of my comic book collection, a lot of my sketches, the next logical step is I want to kind of build another show that's kind of adjacent to this one, and it would be the same format. You know, you have all your favorites are back. Just some idiots. You got Danielle. Yep. You got Aubrey. You know, you got Matt Strachman on some episodes. Ooh, we got Aubrey. Yeah. And um, how'd you get him? We'll be talking about other comics. You know, we'll be doing other commentaries. We'll be doing stuff that's not necessarily. And then it kind of the we'll have the listener feedback section, and that'll incorporate what you guys want us to talk about. You know, you could promote titles. Or hey, you guys should cover this. I'd really love you to do this, and you know, so that's kind of the idea that I have is that uh, in the weeks that we don't have Hellboy Book Club, and we will still have Hellboy Book Club for you'll still have something episodes. to listen to on your car ride. not going away, yeah, yeah. But you'll still have you'll you know if you like listening to us, then you can listen to us talk about other comics. And so and if
1: you don't, then I guess get out don't of here. Get out of here. No,
0: no please don't get out of here. <laughs>
3: Oh, you can just skip the episode of your the stuff you're not interested in.
0: You could do that, but you should listen to all of it. Um, and, Even if and you hate it. Even if it. you it. That's right. So that's going to be book club members comics. You know, I want to keep the book. That's one thing that's beautiful about this podcast. Is that we're all book club friendship. members. friendship, and that is one thing that came out of it that's like, it's ours. You know, I feel like we own that. The friendship. little The little book club members thing, it, it does mean friendship. And it means like, we're kind of all in this together. And I wanted to kind of take that and not even you know, kind
1: of. We definitely are. We
0: are. So, Book Club Members Comics is going to be the name of the podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. And that's another reason why we have Wes on the show today. Thank you oh, so much, Wes, shit. for joining us. Because, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was like, or I don't know, maybe a couple months ago, I was like, hey, uh, everyone wants me to do the Baltimore podcast, but I don't really want to do all that work by myself. And, Maybe somebody will team up for with me, and then nobody said anything. Uh, and then, a, and then a couple weeks later, Wes was like, "Hey, did anybody ever get with you on that?" And so, Wes, why would you want to do this thing every week? Why would you want to do that?
2: Because I want to keep it going. Because it because yes. it means something
0: to me. I want Aww. it to keep going. That's awesome. That's Aww. a very that's a very like earnest answer. I really appreciate appreciate that. (laughs) And um, it it really is. And so, you know, Wes and I have been talking and um, I was like, Hey, you know, maybe we could do the Baltimore stuff as part of this new podcast. And so every month we'll have Wes on and we'll talk about a Baltimore stuff and he's going to help me do, you know, the show notes and the research. We're going to collaborate on this one. And because um, it is a lot of work, it, it it is a lot of work to do the show, and I do appreciate the help. It's a and lot. I think... It
1: takes a lot of it takes a lot out of him, actually.
0: Yeah, and, <laughs> seen... and, and, he comes and I home think... from work, he's
1: like, "I got to do all this editing now."
0: <laughs> Just kind of hanging out with us on this episode, and um in some of the conversations that we've had offline like i feel like you're the perfect fit you know yes, to come hang that out is with true. us I agree it's with almost that, like yeah. you've been here for the yeah. last 153 episodes just, silently. just sitting you know, know, with a pair
1: of sunglasses <laughs> doing a little hand. dance in the corner <laughs> <laughs> a little cool. dance and a little jig
0: yeah so uh talk a little bit about that west because i think this is interesting um i've i haven't read the the baltimore comics but you're you're well versed in them yeah
2: I, yeah i've read them at least twice yeah, I don't even know what to say. Like I don't want to have any spoilers, but if you love Hellboy, you're not gonna go wrong or or BPRD or any of the, you know, Hellboy Universe stuff, you're not gonna go wrong with the Outerverse stuff. Co- it's got the same feel.
1: I have a question. Are they comic books? Is are they like novels? What are, what are we talking about?
2: Yeah, they're all they're all comics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They co- collected issues into trades. The trades for Baltimore are really hard to get, but they John has all of them here
1: to- on the bookshelf, I see. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> So here and we go. And then you can
2: have them in, you know. And then they have the hard covers. There's still you can still get those. Okay. but the two books. Yeah. But that that whole outer verse um, has a bunch of stuff in there. What's it called? Uh, historical fiction. Okay. That Hellboy, that Hellboy world. It's a similar world, but events happen maybe a little bit sooner and different.
1: Okay. Nice. Okay. On the side of this Baltimore trade, it says Mignola, Golden, Stenbeck, and Stewart. These are names that I recognize and love.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's all the
1: same. That's yeah, so cool. Same. I actually yeah. really like yeah. that. I Dig that. So yeah. yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm in.
2: I mean, it's, it's like it's Joe Golem is in there. Um, it's not as big as the as the Hellboy universe.
0: Yeah, not yet. It's the the reorder order is a lot shorter. Um, Maybe some yeah, people are sure. into that. Yeah, well, that's yeah. why I thought we could space it out. You know. <laughs> I think we'll have it like that way we can space it out a little bit and we can have Wes on once a month. So once a month, we'll be talking about the Baltimore stuff on the Book Club Members Comics podcast. And then on the other weeks, we'll be talking about some different stuff. You know, I've already been talking with Matt Strackbein a little bit about some episodes that he might do. I know Aubrey has some ideas. I know Danielle has some ideas of stuff that she wants to cover. You know, Brendan wants us to do a commentary for Dracula. I think we could do all those things, you know, on – Uh, book club members members. and then and and then we'll still be coming out with uh, (laughs) we'll still be coming out with episodes of the hellboy book club you know on occasion i do have some other interviews that i want to get uh from the hellboy team i do also have some other ideas for episodes you know i was thinking about like having people on to just talk about their favorite short story you know i was talking with matt about that you know what's your it's been a long time since we've talked about the hellboy short stories i think it would be fun to come back and revisit those and just go hey Which one's your favorite? Let's talk about it. Friendship. Friendship.
4: Friendship.
0: We'll definitely still be coming out with episodes, but we'll also be doing some other stuff too. And I hope that you'll come over there and join us. So as soon as that, so our next episode hopefully is going to be the first episode of Baltimore um, with Wes. So we'll be doing that. And uh, when we post it, it'll be up on all the same links. You'll see it. uh, You know, we'll post it in our, in our feed. So everybody can jump on that show. And I hope that you'll come along and you'll subscribe and do all the things that you did with this podcast to make it all the friendship, super hug, and love, loving moments that it always is. Should what put do you think that, about that? Aww. You should put that Muppet song in there. Which Muppet song is that?
1: That Muppet song about uh, that you like about how they're all friendships
0: together. Oh, okay. Together again. Together again. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that one.
3: It's good to be together What do you think
0: about the Muppets, Wes? <laughs> I love the Muppets.
1: Yeah. I love the goddamn I mean, Muppets.
3: If if you don't love the Muppets, you're a fucking. Get Fuzzy. out of
2: here. <laughs> Who's your guy's favorite Muppet? Oh man.
3: When I was a kid, my favorite Muppet was Fozzie the Bear because I had a little Fozzie the Bear Fozzie. and I loved him and I thought his I thought
0: his jokes were funny
3: and I couldn't understand why nobody was laughing.
1: You're kind him. of a Fozzie guy because you're very sweet and I love you.
0: I was so, uh, when I was little. I was really into Gonzo because he would do the great Gonzo the stuff. Best, yeah um yeah. oh yeah but then uh when i was in high school and i was playing drums i had really long hair yeah and so people would yeah, yeah, yeah. buy me the animal thing and i had like you started a, collecting all my the animal. my parents buy <laughs> me animal stuff to this day still, my parents yeah. still buy me stuff with animal on it because he's a um, drummer the Muppets. And, and yeah recently they came out they actually came out with a with a toy that had animal with the whole drum kit and i had to buy it's it great it was so yeah fucking cool so yeah I, nice. I love gonzo i love animal yeah
1: there are a lot i love i love the whole dr teeth yeah. Band. Was it Dr. Cheese yeah. and the was it?
0: Electric Mayhem? Electric
1: Mayhem. I love all of them. They're great. They're fantastic. And I love um oh man, there's so many I mean Gonzo, yeah, there's so many Muppets to love though. I mean, there's there's yeah. so many. Scooter
0: and um... I like Sam the Eagle. yes oh, <laughs> <I'm laughs> such a shithead, but and I, the I love guys. the design of him. What about you, Wes? Who who's your favorite muppet? Yeah. I love Beaker. I
2: like the um,
0: <laughs> oh Beaker
2: two uh, critic guys. What are those guys? Oh
3: yeah, oh, of, course, Dora, of course, Statler, yeah. Waldorf. Those for are yeah, they're like great. Yeah. Yes.
1: What are some of your favorite Muppets movies?
3: The Great Muppet Caper. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite one.
0: I like um. What's the one you were just singing? The Muppets take Manhattan. The Muppets take Manhattan. That's the yeah. one that I like. That's yeah. a
1: great one. I love I love the pirate one. The what's it called? Yes, Muppet uh, Treasure, uh, Treasure, Treasure Island. Island. I love Muppet Treasure Island so much. Yeah. Tim Tim fucking Curry, excuse me. <laughs> Steals the whole fucking
0: show. What about you, Wes? I don't know. I like Christmas Carol. Oh. Michael
1: fucking Kane acting against Muppets is like one of the best things ever committed to film. Yes. Yeah.
3: We love watching. I, like, I, I heard that when he uh, when he agreed to do that, he's like, I'm not playing this like I'm playing against Muppets. I'm doing this straight. Yes. And they're he, like, yes, yes, yes absolutely. Please. That's how you
1: have to do it. That's the thing. Like, That's what all the best... That's why they get these actors to do this is because they can do that. Like, that's fantastic. I love it.
3: Speaking about Muppets take Manhattan. I actually saw that in the theater when it was first broadcast. I was like the only Muppet movie I've seen in the theater. Wow. Wow. I used to love the, I used to love the Muppet baby
0: cartoon. Oh yeah. Really? Okay. We saw, I
1: missed out on that one.
0: Oh yeah. Um, We saw Muppet babies live. What it was happening? like a stage show with people awesome. in the outfits and they're singing and it was it was for little kids. I mean, I was a little kid. Right. You know sure. I mean? But yeah. anyway, I
1: think I missed out on all that.
0: Um, anyway, I
3: know this is just Muppet adjacent, but I also love the
1: Fraggles. Muppet adjacent. Muppet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, excuse Muppet. me the
1: phrase Muppet
0: <laughs> <with> the <laughs> join us for our also Muppet Muppet book club special Muppet we're going to talk about all the Muppets
1: oh man that's good <laughs> actually
0: if you want to see something if
3: you want to see some good stuff about the Muppets check out the YouTube channel and okay. they have like a six part oh, video
1: series
0: yeah, about okay. check that the out. Muppets that thank you for that Aubrey great. excellent I don't know why we got to start yeah. talking about the Muppets I would
1: love like some Hellboy Muppets that
0: would be great actually that would actually. be fantastic oh that would be fucking great <laughs> and you
1: know who would be on board for that is Mignola because he fucking Loves puppets. Yes. Make some Muppets. Isn't
2: that just like dark crystal? Oh, you want, you want yes, I want Muppets
0: Hellboy versions of hellboy, Muppets. Like, no, but I think is Wes Muppet. is talking about like yeah. dark crystal style hellboy.
4: Ah, oh, that would be dope.
1: That would be great. That would be super dope. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Someone that, do this. Somebody do that. Oh, That's a better man. idea than you have. That's a fantastic <laughs> idea. It's a way better idea. I love that idea. the exact same idea. <laughs>
0: So, um, Wes, after sitting on here for an hour and a half with us and seeing what it's like, are you ready to do more episodes with us? Yeah, I'll do more. This is the same thing that I do anyways. I just, now I'm talking. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> I find when I talk.
0: <laughs> awesome. I'm so excited to be yes, teaming up with you. And I think this is going to be great. So, yeah. From, so, help,
1: from book club member to book club
0: host. There we go. Love it. Oh, because Love you said, hey, you. John, I'll I'll take you up on that. I'll you. Because you sent hey, you. damn guys. And that was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate the help. I think this is going to be a great collaboration. And watch for our, next, our, our first episode coming out soon on Book Club Members Comics. And I'll share all the links with that when it comes I'm, out. Aubrey,
1: do you have a song for that?
0: Book Club Members yeah. Comics? Not Book yet.
1: Club Members
0: Comics. There you go. That's it right Ooh, there. Right. Book Club, Club Members, members comics. comics. Bringing
2: you comics from a different place.
0: <laughs> nice! oh I love it I'm going to take those two and I'm going to
1: no don't I'm going
0: to like auto tune them or whatever <laughs> are you gonna, are you gonna auto- I'm going to put the little like, um, like a, uh, like a T-Pain. there you go yeah that's what I'm going to do
4: shots fired
0: <laughs> we got it right there that's <laughs> oh, gold no, no. Well, I'm going to make a million dollars off of this uh, thing <laughs> just on the jingle alone John you need to throw a drum track on there for it For it. another <laughs>
1: successful episode now I want to die yes
0: back to awesome. you john awesome you guys so thank you so much and uh, you'll be hearing from us again soon and now aubrey's gonna say all the things i
1: wish you could have seen that flourish that he did there
0: all right everybody wow 153
3: episodes and uh, we still want to hear what you have to say send us a hey you damn guys at hellboybookclub at gmail.com follow us on facebook at Podcast, and on instagram and twitter at Club. You can also find all of our resources on our Facebook About section, our Podbean website, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Garda Harn for the theme music. Thank you, Paul. I want to say thank you to everybody who's gone on this journey and has listened to all the episodes and sent in comments and just been there the whole time. You guys truly are book club members, friendship, and we love you all. Thank you. Well said. Thank you for that, Aubrey. Yes. And I guess we'll thank John too for doing all yes. the editing and the hard work and all this. Yes, and uh, thank you, Danielle and uh, Wes. Uh, Don't thank me. I'm a know, son of a bitch. You guys are amazing.
1: Definitely and thank you. So we should all we should all thank Wes. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Wes. <laughs> thank you, Wes.
3: Thank you guys. As always, you can find the podcast on. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from, and when you're there, open up that app and give us that five star ratings. You know, uh, we really appreciate it when you do that. And if you give us, a re- if you leave us a review, we'll read it on air.
1: Even if it's ridiculous.
3: Even if it's bad,
1: make it absurd.
3: <laughs> but join us soon and uh, join us on our new journey of the Book Club members' comics. We're going to be talking about a lot of fun things, and uh, and I'm pretty sure there'll be something that you'll enjoy and love and so come on over there subscribe and uh, yeah we'll have some fun over there
0: alright excellent everybody thank you so much for listening my name is John Salinas and I'm Danielle
2: I'm Wes Matice
0: and I'm Aubrey Lovelace. saying this has been a fun ride join us on Book Club
3: Members Comics and we love you all Aww. yeah you got it he
1: went sincere with it I love
0: that awesome